Do you have or know someone who has an oodle? An oodle is a designer crossbreed made up from a poodle and another breed of dog. Today on Feed, Play, Love, we're talking about the rise of the oodle. Feed, Play, Love with Siobhan Hunt. Have you ever noticed that there are cycles of fashion when it comes to dogs? I seem to remember in the 2000s, everyone where I lived in the east of Sydney seemed to have a white terrier. These days, you're more likely to see a kind of oodle. That's a mix between a poodle and another breed. So why are these dogs so popular? Pet Pulse is a study gathered from 750,000 new puppies at Glencross Vets and purchases from Pet Barn. This data gives us some insight into our favourite breed of dog here in Australia. Dr. Michael Yazbek is a vet at Glencross Vets. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. So when did you first start seeing oodles in your practice? Oodles, they, they've definitely been around for as long as I've been practicing, but I can say that I recall a boom in oodle ownership in particular in the last couple of years, and I think that's coincided with a general boom in pet ownership and just off the back of the pandemic with so many people going out and getting dogs as companions, I think the choices they're making have definitely been skewed towards oodle breeds. Have you been just run off your feet? Because everyone seems to have a dog now. Uh, I can't even tell you. It's been, it's, it was already a busy kind of field to work in. And normally we experience a lull in, in winter months. But for the last two years, it's been absolutely constant. And definitely increase in pet ownership has contributed somewhat to it. So let's talk about oodles. Why do you think they're so popular? Yeah, it's, it's a good question, and I think it's multifactorial. The obvious reason is the the look and the aesthetics of the breeds. And when you look at them, they're, they're just such cute dogs, and there's no, no denying that. And the beauty of the Oodle crossbreeds are that they come in such different combinations. And, and as, you know, an Oodle is... A poodle mixed with another breed and so you could have a miniature poodle mixed with a cavalier king char spaniel and then you'll get a, a cavoodle or you could have a standard poodle mixed with a golden retriever and then you get a groodle which is has a similar appearance but is a lot bigger and it just it kind of caters to such a wide range of people in, in terms of whether they want a big or a small dog and I think the other part to it is that they just have such a beautiful nature and the temperament of a dog is really important when you're you're picking your next family member. Now, look, I have to um, wave a red flag here <clears throat> because we got our first dog uh, a few years ago, Zappa, the boar doodle, and we love him to bits and would not trade him for the world. But I'm not sure he was the best choice as a first dog because he's kind of a bit crazy. How much can we know about a dog's temperament based on breed, particularly given that with oodles, they're one part poodle and then they could be one part of any other kind of dog. So mine is one part poodle, one part border collie, which I could have thought 
through a bit better before we got him. But um, do you see what I mean? Like he's a great dog and we love him and we wouldn't trade him for the world. But maybe had we thought about temperament before we bought him, we might have made a different choice. That's such a good point. And I think choosing a breed, especially a crossbreed where you've got even more genetics coming through, it's really just a guide and, you know, you can predict some likely traits, but we know that temperament and behavior and personality is partly genetic and, and partly breed related, but it's also really individual and also influenced by the environment and the experiences that a dog has had. So I think it's a general a general thing we look at, but I always say to people, each dog is an absolute individual and you may get something that you are not expecting at all. And I do think many dogs suit their families and he definitely suits our family. He fits right in. (laughs) So there's no complaints here, but I think it's a really interesting question. In this study that Pet Pulse did, they found that there were some particular oodle breeds that were more popular than others. And it is no surprise to anyone that Cavoodles are the top of the list there. What are the other ones that come after the Cavoodle? The, the ones I see the most often would be the Labradoodle and the Groodle or the Golden Doodle. Um, and I think <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's such yeah, a funny name. I know, pick, pick the name that you like. It's, it's <laughs> really cool. And I think it's partly, you know, the popularity of those breeds on their own. And so it just makes sense that the the crossbreed or the oodle version is popular as well um but no you're right i definitely see more cavoodles than the other oodles and i i think it's partly because size a lot of people may want a smaller dog to suit their their home environment if they're living in an apartment it might be easier to manage a smaller dog than a larger dog and they're just adorable even if you look at a cavalier king charles spaniel they've got such a juvenile puppy look for all of their life. And I think that's translated somewhat into the the cavoodle that we see and love today. Yeah, they're like little teddy bears cavoodles. They're super Absolutely. cute. Given what we know that temperament can be different regardless of what breed they get, but that genetics do play a part in it. What kind of oodle would you recommend as a first dog for a, a family with young kids? It's a good question. And I think acknowledging the fact that you know we really need to dive deep into what exactly that family's routine is and and all that kind of thing the the breed i most often end up recommending is probably a cavoodle because in most cases they tick most boxes but i think it's just worth saying that you know if if the living environment is different or or the activity of all the preferences of the family are different, then we may look at other breeds. And and it's definitely not a one-size-fits-all. But no, I, I do find myself often saying, you know, have a look at a cavoodle and see if it's right for you. Since the pandemic in particular, prices for dogs have gone through the roof. And, you know, you'll see um, there are certain websites you can go to to check out reputable breeders for dogs. Does it matter where you get your oodle from in terms of where it's bred? I think it's really important to to go to a reputable breeder and make sure that they're a registered breeder and not just somebody with with dogs that they've bred. And that comes down not only to to the husbandry and the care of the the animals that they've got, but also responsibility in choosing 
good genetics and going in going into the the dogs that you're getting so um, I think it's really important to do your research and get a dog from somebody with a good reputation and who's done all the right things leading up to to the puppy being born and do you know where you can go to find that information? I remember when we were looking for a breeder for Bordoodles, there wasn't a lot out on that particular oodle variety because it seems that as oodles have become more popular, there've been different breeds coming out. Yeah, it, there's and there's so much information online and it's hard to know what's relevant and what isn't. Um, I think, you know, starting with online research into what things you should be looking for is important um, and familiarizing yourself with with the requirements for example knowing that breeders should be registered and then the most important thing for me is actually going to visit a particular breeder especially if they're local but you can see their setup you can see the animals you can see the parents and that can be so important and having a conversation with them and asking them all these things and finding out what they do it can give you that level of confidence that you're you're purchasing a puppy from a good environment. Michael, thank you so much for chatting with us today. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. That's veterinarian Dr. Michael Yazbek. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love. If you did, please rate, review or favourite. That way you'll get all the new episodes, plus we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, email me at feedplaylove at listener.com. Bye for now.